Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. This is Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. up it is your boy johnny mags back at you for another edition of the all angels podcast joined as always with and man big news coming out of the world of uh baseball well angel world anyway the last time we did a podcast a few days before somebody uh signed with the angels and uh, i'll let him introduce himself real quick my name is shohei otani shohei otani is the newest member of the los angeles angels of anaheim um I get, it was big news. I mean, we all rumors had him coming here. Maybe not. I looked like the baseball world really didn't think he was going to come over here, but it happened. Yeah, you're right. And again, we had the, we did the last podcast with I think the December eighth was a you know typical Thursday, 
And yeah, and then that Friday morning, uh, around nine o'clock, nine thirty, we, you know, the news breaks that he decided to choose the Angels, and the Angels rolled out the red carpet. Um, I didn't go personally, but I know quite a bit of people that went to the press conference. They had an Angel Stadium. It was a televised. I did watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really good uh, sight to see. A lot of excitement around Angel Stadium. A lot of excitement around um, just the team in general. Yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty insane. I mean, when the news broke. You know, I was pretty surprised. I mean, I was it blown out of the water, but I was just like, "This is cool that we signed him because it was a guy that everybody wanted." Right. Um, and he decided to join the Angels, and um, I don't know. I guess he had a really good relationship with Billy Epler. I guess Billy Epler had gone over to Japan a few years ago well, and uh, made an impression on him. I, don't I guess know, I don't know if you watched the sixty minutes did a, a story about him, like a segment about him. Uh, I want to say two weeks ago. And, yeah, Epler's actually been recruiting that guy since he was in high school when Epler was with the Yankees. Yeah. He was a, uh, one of the head scouts with the Yankees at the time, and he made a couple of trips back and forth be, uh, from New York to Japan and started recruiting this kid pretty much out of out of high school in his high school uh, year. So, yeah, the relationship with Epler um, played a big, big role in, in, the, in him choosing the, the Angels. Yeah, that, and it was just, you know, uh, the baseball world, like I had mentioned before, was pretty shocked. They were kind of having them going to Seattle, possibly. Uh, what was the other team that was well, really? I mean, we, we knew our last podcast, if you listen, he, his kind of his, um, his criteria was he wanted to be on a West Coast team. He wanted to be in a smaller market. Um, you know, there were those rumors that he wanted to be in a market where it didn't have an already established um Oriental player, so we kind of already knew the uh, parameters he was looking at. So if you put two and two together, a lot of signs point to the Angels. But you know, as a fan, you're never really too sure until he actually decides to choose a team and sign on the dotted line. Right, and uh, man, it, it was it was big news. I mean, the Angels made huge headlines there. So I mean, the question that everybody has been asking, and we'll we'll touch on the quote unquote injury in a second here, but. What does Shohei Otani bring to the Angels? Now, that's a hard question to answer because the only thing that anybody knows is what we've heard from and what he's done in the Japanese League. And in the Japanese League, we all know that he's been a lights-out pitcher. He played in the WBC for Japan. Right. We saw glimpses of that. Um, he's a power pitcher with some velocity to him, but he also plays uh, uh, offense. Uh, he's a left-handed he, hitter. Yeah, um, do not expect them really to be in the outfield. No. Um, that's just something that I believe isn't going to happen. I think you'll agree with me. I don't think that should even happen. The Angels have a solid outfield. But if you can get him at bats in there and he can produce, then I don't see why the Angels don't play him maybe twice a week and then yeah, the day that he pitches. I, I, I saw something where and Epler has gone to Japan since the signing and, and talked to their people over there about how to use them, what's the best way to use them. Um I think, personally, I would be in favor of them going to a six-man rotation for a couple reasons. One, um, you give the the rotation that is coming back from injury, whether it's Richards, Shoemaker, um, Haney. I mean, you probably named the whole yeah, pitch the, rotation. The rotation. They're all coming back from like something, something big, something small. But you put a six-man rotation in there. Now you give Otani. He can pitch one day. He can be off too. He can play the field, or not play the field, but DH a couple days, be off again before his next rotate up in the rotation, or two days before the next uh, day in his rotation. So, 
it gives him at bats with still giving him rest in between starts to where he's not burnt out by the middle of you know August. Yeah, and uh, yeah, six man rotation works, and it gives him an extra day to kind of relax and play the field or not play the field, but DH. DH. And so um, I don't expect Otani to be a home run hitter, and don't expect this guy to. To hit a home run every at bat, but if he can provide some pop from the left-handed side, that's perfect. You know yeah, that. And if you look at the Angels lineup, I mean, we're gonna get in later to the other uh, additions they made. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the lineup as it is now, it is super right-handed heavy. Yeah, with you need Cole only really being a left-handed hitter, the only yeah. left-handed hitter in that lineup that's gonna play every day. Yeah, every day. Yeah. You have uh, Valbuena come in and out depending on you know. Yeah, the situation. If, if the situation calls for it, but. As far as an everyday kind of lineup, the only left-handed, any kind of left-handed pop you have is going to be Calhoun. Cool. So if uh, Otani can provide at least somewhat of a pop from that left hand and just give it kind of a threat, uh, it, it would help the team out uh, greatly. Now, as far as the pitching side of the of the thing, everyone talks about how great of a pitcher he is. How he's uh, there's a few people that I've heard on you know on MLB Network or even on ESPN podcast talk about how Otani can be the top of the rotation kind of guy. So as far as pitcher is concerned, he's going to slide into that rotation. He's going to, I think we've talked about it before in our podcast. It doesn't really matter if you're one, two, or three, four, five. If you're in there, you're in the rotation, and you come in and you put the quality start out and you give the team a chance to win, that's great. A lot of people talk about how the Angels don't have that shutdown starting pitcher. Otani can possibly be that. Um, again, we can't talk much about what he can do. We can just hope. And right. uh, we're hoping that he he can he can be a solid uh, solid starter in a rotation top line kind of guy. Um, but again, it's all about um, you know getting him out there and see how he you know you, you know there's a difference between the Japanese league and, and the MLB. So right. hopefully he can make the adjustment. And again, too, for people that don't understand, we have him on a very very yeah. club friendly contract. So. You know, it's, it's not going to be one of those things where, wow, he's making so much money yeah. and he's produced X, Y, and Z. It's like, with the contract that he has signed, he will be able to um, slowly kind of work his way into it to get more familiar, to get more comfortable, not only as a pitcher, but also as a hitter. Because, again, these are people he's never pitched to and these are people that he's never hit off of. So it's going to maybe take a little bit for him to uh, get acclimated into his new surroundings. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's going to have to get used to the whole the swing of the major league uh, schedule. I think there's more games in the major league schedule than right, there is a Japanese schedule. So, um, and then the whole six man rotation, like I said, is going to alleviate some of him, you know, getting used to pitching a lot of innings. So yes. hopefully that'll and not to mention how much that saves our rotation. Period. Everyone down the line. So um, we had a soundbite, right, uh, Notani? Yeah, I believe it's the uh, from uh, ESPN. And uh, just talking about Otani, what he brings and possibly could bring to the Angels and just baseball in general. All right, here it is, the uh, sound clip uh, regarding Shohei Otani. The first thing they're going to do with him is they're going to put him on the mound and hope that all the scouts are right, that he can be a front-line starting pitcher for a contending team. If he's as good as everyone says he is, and he just might be, He can be someone that is arguably the best starting pitcher on this team. So that kind of just touches on what I was just saying, how people are just kind of, he can be a frontline kind of guy. Now, news that came out about a week later that freaked out Halo Nation was, and it was something that everyone knew about. It was something, not not us per se, people that, you know, but... People that were involved in the signing of Otani, every team that was in the mix knew about this. He has a strain of his uh, in his elbow. Yeah, the UCL. UCL. Now, if anyone 
knows any type of baseball, I think every pitcher that has ever pitched at a high level uh, has had a strain in their elbow. I had a strain in my elbow once. Uh, okay, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a grade one, so it's yeah. the lowest grade. And like what you said, uh, a lot of people were critical of Otani and the Angels of signing him because of the fact that he was injured. But right. everyone knew everyone um, knew the the injury because it did happen, I believe, in October right. of last year. So while everyone's doing this betting process to where they're trying to get him, they're trying to um, woo him, trying to get him to come to the, their team, they, everyone knew it. You know, and then there's reports later on saying that maybe there was an upset GM of a team that didn't, that <laughs> didn't, he didn't decide to sign for, kind of leaked it out, or an assistant, or it came from a club. Every club knew the information, so it had to come from somewhere. So some people were saying, hey, so and so team must have got upset that they didn't pick that he didn't pick them, and they leaked out this information to kind of rain on the parade. But again, it's a UCL joint, which is you, people see that as what's the it's the uh, not joint the ligament that's associated with the Tommy John surgery. But again, it's just a simple grade one. He had a PRP injection when it happened in October, and right now he's clear to throw. Yeah. He actually is throwing um, off a of mound now because again it, it happened in October, and I think it's a yeah. six week thing. Yeah. So he's be ready for spring. Right, he should be ready for spring. And uh, again, going back to what we were talking about earlier, six man rotation that helps that out oh, yeah. too. So and and like and 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 what what people were freaking out on were like, oh, the Angels got screwed and they're so dumb. And I'm like, how did they get screwed when they signed this guy to a minor league contract, right. six years, league minimum, arbitration eligible after the third season? I do the Angels went their win win situation. Yeah, I mean, even if he worst case scenario, he doesn't. Yeah. Pitch. Again. He'll have at bats because exactly. you see the uh, UCL joint. It could affect you as a as a swing, but not, not as much. You're as, not throwing the ball exactly. So let's say worst case scenario, um, he needs you know he can't pitch for the year or half the year. He's still going to be getting at bats. He's still going to be yeah. a DH guy. And now you slap him. You slide him into that DH role. Maybe not full time if he can't pitch. But again, <clears throat> like you said, the contract minor league deal. Um, you have control. If he just DHs this year because of it, no big deal. He's still getting his money. You're still getting your money's worth, but oh, for sure. All all indication says that that UCL sprain should be fine and be back to right. You know the way he was before uh, last season. Yeah, and and this is how I kind of you know when everyone's freaking out, you know, Jessica, my wife was like, "Oh my God, the Angels signed this guy and he's hurt, right?" And I said, "No, everyone's freaking out." This is how I put. It. This is the terms that I put it to some people out there. I said. You know, I lift weights. You know, I do Olympic weightlifting. So, I strained my back, right? And, you know, I can't lift weights. I, of course, like I strained my back. I have a strain in my back. I go to the doctor and he tells me, he gives me a shot or he gives me pain med- medication and says, take this, you'll be fine in a week. But be careful because if you start lifting weights again, you, you might hurt yourself. Right. That's exactly what it is. Of course, yeah, he, he got hurt. He went through the process of getting himself fixed. He just, of course, he might get hurt again. That's with anything, with anybody. So, guys, stop freaking out. Everything's all, everything's okay. Otani is going to be ready for spring training. So, Otani was just the first of many things that happened within the weeks that we haven't done the podcast. Yeah, the, the, this is all before Christmas, <laughs> yeah. too. So, it happened fairly quickly. Yeah, it kind of just piggybacked off each other so the angels made moves real quick so the next bit of news i think the angels went ahead and i'm gonna the next the breaking news is the angels went ahead and traded for ian kinsler um pretty pretty decent move i like the move um 
Kinzer brings definitely like a a a a a bat to a position that we haven't had since Howie Kendrick. Um, Giovatello filled in nice for a year, then flopped. We had no one really there at second base last year. Espinoza, we had uh, Franklin. Uh, who did we finish off the year at second base with? Brandon Phillips. Brandon Phillips. So bringing in Ian Kinsler, a guy with veteran uh, uh, leadership, pro season experience with the Rangers. I thought it was a pretty decent move. What do you think? Yeah, it was a good move. Again, Kinsler, uh, is, this was on December 14th, is going to play second base. But, uh, yeah, it, it was a good move. Trade. They, didn't, they didn't really give up anything. They gave up some low-end prospects, uh, a pitcher and a center fielder. But, again, um, the center fielder has n- never gone higher than single A. Right. And then I believe the, the right-handed pitcher was still in rookie ball. So, again, you're not giving up any kind of top prospect at all. But, uh, yeah, Kinsler, one-year deal. You're only paying for one year left on his contract. Yeah. It's $11 million. He's 35 years old. So, again, it's one of those things where if it works out great, if it doesn't, you can uh, – Afford to let him go at the end of the year and, and not feel like you missed out on anything. But um, slight down year last year, he uh, only batted two thirty six uh, with twenty two home runs. So it was a an off season for him. But right. but I think the more important part, and I think this goes back to what um, the Angels like to do in general, is like they like to have good defense. Yeah, they like to save oh, yeah. runs just as much as like to, they produce runs, but. Uh, so in that aspect, he's a 2016 Gold Glove winner. Right. Uh, his fielding percentage last year was uh, 983. So it's not like he can't do anything. So I think the majority of what they brought him for was the defense up the middle. Right. Um, so now you'll have him. You'll have a Golden Glove guy with, like Simmons right next to him, and then you have uh, you know Maldonado behind the plate. So you can you know have it strong up the middle. They have Trout. So Trout and center. So pretty much straight up the middle looks really good for the Angels defensively. Um, Kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, he has struggled this year batting-wise or last year batting-wise, but I looked it up. Against AL West teams last year, he did bat almost 300. So, you know, it is kind of a small sample, but again, if you want to try to look the positive side of it, he did yeah. hit again, hit well against, you know, the, the Astros, the, uh, the A's, the Rangers. So I guess, you know, if you're going to try to pick something out of the bad that he had last year offensively, that would be one of them. you got to remember, too, he was playing with the Tigers, and the Tigers right. were pretty much just garbage by the time the season ended. But 22 home runs, I'll take that. You know, I mean, that's way more than we've had out of second base in a really long time. I don't think we've ever had that more than 20 home runs from a second baseman since probably Bobby Gritch. I don't right. even think Adam Kennedy had that many home runs. But you're right, defensively up the middle, they look solid. And, and then if you look at... The Angels' second baseman last year. If you combine everybody that um, that plays second base, I mean their average was two hundred six. Yeah, so, so even, up, even instant he, upgrade. Yeah, so even if he bats two thirty six again, you're automatically upgrading. Yeah, and it was last in the league at second base. You know all the stats, all the um, slash numbers right. you want to and, call it. And you cannot cannot take for granted just the presence in the lineup that he brings. A guy, just the name itself, Ian Kinsler in a lineup. Right. It, it brings it kind of like, oh, it, you know, shit, they got, there's Ian Kinsler, you know? And again, too, you look back at it, they didn't give up a whole lot. No, the Angels are really, not at all. really worried about giving up top prospects or even signing some of these free agents that have um, draft pick compensation connected to them. Right. So they're trying to avoid that part of the deal where they can still yeah. build up a farm system not that, give still, away that the, still needs to be get built up. Not give away the farm. Exactly. So the Angels weren't done yet. The other breaking news happened shortly after the Angels went out and signed shortstop, shortstop Zach Cozart, but he will be playing third base for the Angels. Zach Cozart, a very solid acquisition, I believe, or, you know, a pickup. 
I believe. Um, like you had just mentioned, picking up a guy like Cozart, we don't have to give up a farm guy. Uh, if we would have picked up a guy like Mustakis, that's something we would have probably had to have, we had to, we would have had to have given up somebody. Yeah, draft, you know, a draft pick or whatever. Uh, but Cozart had a great season last year in Cincinnati. Um, what do you think about the move? It's good. Again, he's a little bit on the older side. He's thirty-two. Right. Uh, three-year deal. He's been making about. Twelve and a half million a year, right? But again, not bad. Had a career year. The only thing that you're worried about is can he continue that career year into you know the yeah. next three with the Angels, or if it was a uh, shot in the pan. But you know, as for the Angels, I think it works out great. You get a reliable third baseman there. Mm-hmm. Um, he did again career year last year. You know, about a two ninety seven, hit twenty four home runs. Um, was three? He was batting three thirty seven with runners in scoring position. So he came up clutch when he needed to. And uh, I think overall it was a really good pickup uh, for the Angels, not only because they have now you have him at third base, but they also now, kind of like what you were saying, is that they didn't have to give up anything. They didn't have to give up a, a draft pick or give up uh, in a trade for someone else. But, you know, you hope he continues the way he's going, and now your infield will look, uh, you know, first base is still kind of up in the air with, with Otani and if Albert's going to play there right. or if Crone's going to play there. But other than that, you have uh, Kinsler at second, uh, Simmons at short, and then now Cozart at third, and, and has a pretty good um, third base or infield for the Angels to uh, save some runs. Yeah, uh, defensively, I think like you mentioned before, the Angels look pretty solid. I mean, if if Cozart can make the move over to third, which I think he should, I yeah. don't think it's that. Yeah, I don't think it's not for a guy at his quality of, right. of defensive prowess. He can definitely move over. I mean. You know, Alex moved to short to third. There's been a lot of people that have done the, made the move, and I don't see why Cozart can't. Um, so, man, defensively, the Angels should be able to save a lot of runs. That actually contributes into winning games, people, not just hitting home runs. Uh, making the plays defensively wins you a lot of games, saves a lot of games. So the Angels are looking good defensively. We have a audio, another clip uh, about the lineup, and you've listened to this clip. so Yeah, it's um, from the MLB's podcast, Morning Lineup. And they're they're just talking about I believe it's David Jess, they're talking about um, <clears throat> what with all the additions, so the Kinsler, the Cozart, the Otani, and then even Upton too, because remember yeah. the Angels still had to re sign him. It wasn't <clears throat> like he's he's a carryover. He opted out, yeah. they were able to work out a deal and now you have him for a full year instead of just a month. So yeah. in, in a way that's also I think people when they want to get a big name, they forget that Upton yeah, we, is a big name. We had to get him. Because you had to, you had to resign him. It wasn't as easy as him just coming over. But yeah. yeah, they're talking about the lineup and what it could possibly be. All right, here it is. Bottom line is you put those guys in a lineup with Mike Trout and Simmons, uh, you suddenly have a team that has a pre, a, a darn good, a potentially, a, you have a team that has a good lineup and potentially a really, really good lineup and maybe has, has cut a little of those 21 games they finished behind the Astros. They will definitely cut into those 21 games. Yeah. I think having, you just mentioned it, having the 35 home runs from Justin Upton in our lineup all year long could have maybe won us an extra six or seven games last year. Right. Probably more. Right. Um, and then now having a guy in Zach Cozart who who maybe might have saved a few runs here and there playing third base or even with this 24 home runs that he had last year, that wasn't in our lineup last year. Um, if Mike Trout can stay healthy all year long, we, we, we did not have Mike Trout for six weeks. Right. And the Angels were able to kind of, you know, that's why I think they overachieved last year. We were able to kind of just stay where we were for six weeks until Mike Trout came back. So if the Angels can stay healthy, that lineup looks ridiculously good. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. And I'll touch quickly on the Upton thing. You said 
guys, you got you can't forget how important it was to sign. Because if we don't sign, re-sign Justin Upton, what do the Angels do in right. left field? What would we have done? Because you look at the free agent market right now, who would they have gone after? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously you would have tried to get Upton, but I mean, in the outfield you have Jay Bruce uh, just signed, signed just the signed. Mets, so he would have been up there. Um, there would have been, you know, a handful of guys, but for... But not an Upton caliber guy. I think Upton right, was yeah, the best think, one out there. That's the big thing, too, is that you have to remember the, uh, the quality of guys. I mean, there's guys out there that you would you could get to do a, a good job. You know, maybe not a great job, but do an okay job. But um, I think that that was, and we talked about it last one, that had to be uh, the number one priority for the Angels coming into the offseason. It wasn't necessarily... Everyone wanted to pitch. Everyone wanted to talk about the bullpen. Everyone right. wanted to talk about that. I think the number one option or priority for them had to be the the outfield or resigning Upton. Upton. And I think they, they did that right away. It wasn't, but maybe, you know, a week after he opted out and they were able to walk, yeah. work out a new deal. Yeah. It's team friendly. He's, he's making a little less, but he has an extra year to make up in the right. back end. Right. So it, it works out for everyone. So It looks it looks. It, it's a big contract, but it looks bigger than it really is. Like you just mentioned, it's right. very friendly if you look at it. It allows the Angels to, when Mike Trout's contract is up, it allows them to have that money still to go right. after Trout exactly. when this yeah. happens. So, so I think that's the number one signing they had this off season. Yeah. But people, a lot of people just just figured, they forget it because he was on the team last yeah, year. Yeah, they figured he ended the season. And yeah, he, he, you know. No, they re-signed him, and left field has been a sore spot for the Angels for. A number of years now. Right. Not... I mean, last year wasn't bad one with Maven. Then he got hurt because yeah, he he brings some. He brought something different to the team than, than Upton will. Maven's gonna be the on base guy and steal your bases. And now you have <clears> a great pop and Upton. And now you put him behind Trout, and you know Trout's gonna get some protection that he hasn't had in a really long right. time. I mean, right. yeah, Pujols was behind him for a while, but for a lot of time, Pujols was an all or nothing guy. Teams weren't necessarily yeah. like scared of him because they knew yeah, yeah. you can either strike him out or, or hit, get him to hit a ground ball. Hit a ground ball. But yeah. now Upton's behind him, and now you have to be a little more cautious with him. And then you have Albert behind that, and then maybe Otani behind that. Tani. And if Otani is what everyone thinks he is, and that's even better protection. Let's not forget Kinsler now. Kinsler, and yeah. Uh, you know, Kinsler might be the leadoff guy. Cozart. From, from what I understand, yeah, Cozart might slide into that. Um, Six, seven spot. Not forget Andleton Simmons, Andleton who turned Simmons it up last year. Had you know? a career high in home runs. He can again. I think Cozart and Simmons are going to be in that six, seven yeah. spot. Yeah, you know, Maldonado know. in the bottom of that lineup that isn't nine, bad either. Right. So the dude had fourteen home runs last year. Right. So if you look at it, and everyone plays to the potential, yeah. and again, um, knock on wood, but no injuries. Uh, I think the Angels' offense will definitely be better than than it was last year. But again, they were. You know, high twenties in offense last year, so it's not going to be hard to get better than last right. year. So, you know, it, it, offensively it looks really good for the Angels. Everyone is able to stay healthy, come out of spring training, <clears> and have you know not even a great year, but have a, a career average year. Yeah. For all the guys, I think you'll see a big difference oh, yeah. in the Angels' offense. Um, we're going to get quickly go into a couple of the questions because they pertain to what we're talking about right now. <clears throat> this one's this one was sent uh, by Duncan Healy, and it happened, and he sent this uh, in late December. So it's been a few weeks now, but it said, what's up, fellas? Going to ask the basic question. Are the Angels done making moves or at least big moves, Duncan? Um, I think that if something comes their way that they see is fitting, they'll make a move. As far as big moves, I think they're done. I don't think they need to go out and get a Jake Arrieta or anybody like that. That, that to me, would be a big move. Yeah, I don't, want to, I, yeah. I, mean, I don't think they need to spend big money. No. Yeah. Or even like a U Darvish. Um, I think those guys will command pretty 
big money, and I don't think the Angels need to do that. Now, if it just so happened, this is going to answer another question, obviously. This is from Lauren. She says, hello, so my husband keeps talking about how the Angels need to add another quality starting pitcher. I'm okay with what we have. What do you guys think? Um, so I'm going to answer both questions <laughs> in, in one here. I think the Angels are fine with what they have, but if a guy like Lance Lynn falls onto the lap for maybe a one-year, two-year deal at maybe five, six million, seven million dollars, that's fine. Even a guy like Jaime Garcia at one-year, ten million dollars, I think that would be beneficial for the team. That'd be great. Um, but if it doesn't happen, I'm okay with it. Um, I think we're fine with the rotation that you see right now. If Otani is anything what he's supposed to be then that's an instant upgrade right there. Having Garrett Richards healthy all year, that's an instant upgrade right there. Having Skaggs healthy all year, instant upgrade right there. He, same thing. I can keep going down the list at every single guy. Parker Bridwell coming off a his rookie season where he had a very good season, where for a while was the best pitcher in our rotation. If he can just kind of duplicate what he did last year, we're fine there. Um, like I said, I don't know if they're done exactly, but if something falls under that, maybe adding another bullpen guy, I think they'll do it. Big moves, I think they're done. Yeah, I don't see them making a big uh, a splash in free agency as far as, like you said, with a U, with a Jake Arrieta. Um, but, you know, Alex Cobb's not bad either. Yeah. Um, you said Lance Lynn. They're both in their like, early 30s. Um, you can sign them to maybe a three-year deal. You know, again, it depends on what the money is. You don't want to go and break in the bank for free agency. It may be now with Arietta and you taking a little bit longer than people are originally thought. Maybe Alex Cobb and Lanson maybe are kind of second guessing themselves. Maybe we should sign now and kind of you know, yeah, sign now and start getting paid and know where they're going to go because you know just the whole uh, off season signing in general has been really really slow. Really slow. And I think it's because a lot of these pitchers, a lot of these position players are kind of putting themselves out the market. A lot of uh, GMs and front office people are now hesitant to give people those five six seven year deals out of free agency just because there's been so many busts throughout the years throughout major league baseball that you know you can get a, a, a fairly good pitcher for you know a third of the price and why not do that and maybe upgrade somewhere else that you need to upgrade or keep your own players instead of breaking the bank for a, a arietta for for a um, a u darvish so i think yeah i think the angels are fine where they are i think they have enough arms now keeping them healthy and making sure that they can pitch to their potential is a whole nother you know, yeah. whole nother thing um but i uh i have no problem with the angels just sitting tight and just kind of um you know if something comes off with a waiver wire right and they can pick someone up that way yeah uh i, I think they're, they'll and, do that yeah and if if hey july comes around and we're a game back yeah, they can trade for trade somebody. Trade so why why break bank when you can just kind of add to what you already know? You're 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 in the middle of the season. You know what you need. Go out and get the trade that you need. Um, real quick, we want to shout out. Uh, Lauren wanted a wanted us to shout out her husband, Jared. Jared Cod. Thanks for listening to the show. Um, so um, we'll move forward here real quick on another question. Kind of touches on the pitching. This is uh, this is from Jason Camp. Uh, he said. Hello there, fellas. Loving the show. It's awesome to know that there's a show that just talks about Angels baseball. Thank you, Jason. Here's a question. I've been hearing a lot of noise, at least in the Angels social media sites, that it's looking like the Angels are looking for Blake Parker to be the closer. If so, what do you guys think of Blake Parker? Can he possibly be the closer this upcoming season? Dan? Yeah, um, he, he finished really well last year. He had a really good season overall last year. Um, just signed his 
to avoid a one-year deal to avoid arbitration for 1.8. So again, he's not making a ton of money. Um, I, I don't see why not. Honestly, if you ask me what I would do, I would have an open competition going to spring training between him, um, Cam, um, Keegan in there, Jim Johnson. If I mean, if, yeah, I mean, why if, not? If you, you throw so you throw those four guys out there, let them get in some high. I mean. It's spring training, so I don't know how high of a leverage is going to <laughs> but be. Have but, but have them close the game. Have them close the game. Have them kind of get in that mentality. And whoever's the hottest hand, uh, go with it. Roll with it to the opening day. And if he goes, balls out the rest of the year, then boom, there's your closer. If right. he struggles, if, if he gets the yips, if anything happens, all right, now you can try to move pieces around and try to figure out um, who your, your closer could be. I don't think they need to be set on one guy. I think they can ride the hot hand. Um, I think all of them are good. All the guys are good. I don't think none of them are great. Um, but, well, yeah. again, but again, you, you, you put them in a situation and see what, what happens. And if someone catches fire, yeah. catch fire. And then kind of like what you were saying about the starter, and if you feel like you're you're that closer away, go get then you, go, you will get one at the midseason, like mm-hmm. they did with, with Street when the, the year they won the division. Right. Just because they're not making moves now doesn't mean they're done making moves forever. Right. So, Exactly. Uh, you roll with what you have, and then if you catch lightning in a bottle like you did with Petit, and, he, and, he, and you have a great bullpen guy there, and then you can find another guy that can close, and you can have. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of having, uh, you know, if you put Blake Parker on a close roll, that's fine. Then you put Cam at the eighth, you put uh, Key at the seventh, and then, you know, Johnson or uh, any of those other guys, you have them be floaters, and, and, and they can get guys out when needed. Right. But I have no problem with any one of those guys going for. Uh, the closing job. I've said this before. Um, every closer that's a closer now at one point had to develop. Right. The Angels have four guys, three to four guys that they can, not three guys that they can develop. Keenan, Blake, and Cam. And Cam was our closer at the beginning of the last year. Didn't really work out. He got hurt, whatever. They at some point had to become late inning guys. They had to be eighth inning guys. They had to be, they had to learn their roles. Mariano had to do it, you know, um, Everyone had to do it. Mariano did it. Troy Percival did it. Frankie Rodriguez did it. At one point, they were eighth inning guys. At one point, they finally had to say, you're going in, you're going to pitch the ninth, you're going to be our closer. That's where the Angels are at now. They have three guys now that can do that. So, like you said, put them in high leverage high leverage situations, late in innings, see what they can do. I don't know, like you said, if they have a set idea on who they want to be the closer going in to spring training. Like you said, maybe closer by committee, and then we'll see from there whoever has a better spring that becomes our closer. I don't know. I, I think it's a good problem to have to right. have three guys that can possibly close a game out for you. So that's my take on that. Quickly to answer Matt Harper's question, who emailed us later earlier today. Um, we kind of touched on it, so we won't get too far into it. He said, okay, I'm not uh, one to buy into rumors. I'm seeing this a lot. So yesterday, you Darvish tweeted that there's another team in the, in the mix to sign him. What are the chances that that team is the Angels? I don't think it's the Angels. They haven't really talked about it. Um, I just don't see the Angels signing you, Darvish. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, again, everyone's freaking out because uh, allegedly you put one more team on his list of teams that was, that he was signed with. But again, that's great if you want to sign with the Angels, but do the Angels want to sign you? I mean, yeah. it takes two to make a contract. So um, I can see the Angels talking to him. Maybe testing the water, seeing what seeing what he wants, and seeing if they can get him down to something yeah. they want, but not really pursuing it much more than that. You know, um, the angel should call and just see what he is interested in, what his mindset yeah. is, just to do your do your background, do your due diligence. But I can't see them um, putting again. There's some rumors out there that he's asking for like five million 
and uh, or five years for a hundred and hundred to eighty, hundred to eighty, eighty-five to one hundred and ten million. Yeah. Is what I heard. So uh, again, that's five, a lot. Five years for a pitcher that again he does decent in the season. He's really good in the season, but in the playoffs he's had his little issues. So I wouldn't think the Angels would um, back in the truck to get him. And, yeah. and, and going back again. If you look at the, the stars they have, they, between Haney, Richards, and Skaggs, between the last two years, um, Haney's only pitched six games in the last two years. G. Richards only pitched 12 games in the last two years. Skaggs only pitched 26 games in the last two years. So if you can get these guys, these type of guys, to have a full load or close to a full load in the year, you're not mm-hmm. going to need a U. Darvish. You're not going to need yeah. to tie up that money somewhere else. You can you can keep it for signing a free agent. Um Signing or trading a guy and taking on his salary at the, at the deadline, uh, or even you know the trout uh, is coming up in 2020. You can start putting away little money for this, uh, working contracts that will come off the books at that time, so you can give him more money. So I don't think the Angels need to tie themselves up in a pitcher that's going to last five five to six years. Yeah, I agree. And like you said, if he happens to say, "Look, I'll go to you guys for three years and this amount of money," right? If you get a three year deal, it. if you get a three year deal out yeah. of him. Or if he feels that he's not getting fair market value, and he wants to go for like a two-year yeah, deal, go and get then, him. Why and, not? And then try again, uh, the test it market. Then great. Then I say, yeah, Angels should go all in. But from everything I'm hearing, whether it's him or Arietta, they all want the five, six-year yeah, deal. And with the Angels, I don't think they're in a situation where they want that. Yeah, I wouldn't. Or even if they, or even they don't even need it. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they need to do that. I, I'm okay, like you said. I'm there. I don't think they'll go after him. Like, oh, let's go get him. I think, hey, what are you looking for? Okay, you know, we'll get him. Um, all right, so let's go into the poll question that we have during every podcast. Like every Monday, Dan will drop a link on our, on the Halo Haven uh, Instagram and Twitter and whatnot. And this week's or this month's yeah, poll question, much, yeah, this month's poll question is. Yeah, so again, going back to the hot stove season, that's not really going anywhere, but... Um, the warm stove. The warm stove. The Angels have made, going back to what we're talking about, some moves, whether it's uh, Upton, Otani, Kinsler, Cozart, just for some. We didn't even mention Johnson or anything like that. But again, um, if the Angels are done making moves this offseason, are you satisfied with what they've done? And 60% of people said yes, they're satisfied. If they don't make another move this offseason, they're satisfied with what they've done. And 40% said no, they want to make more moves. I, I I mean, I lean towards the side of I'm satisfied because we touched on one big thing. It was um, Upton. I think Upton was the guy that we needed to sign, and we did that. Um, then we went out and we signed Shohei Otani. Then we went and traded for Ian Kinsler. Then we signed Cozart. Instant upgrades to our roster right there. And then Jim Johnson can't be overlooked either. Right. Jim Johnson's a guy that if for whatever reason the three guys we were talking about to be the closer can't do the job, this guy has experience. This guy close... I think two seasons of 50, 50 saves. Like, that's no joke. Um, sure, he's been mediocre these last few years, but maybe a change of scenery. Maybe, you know, I don't know. You you never know. Um, so I'm okay. You know, they, 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 they've made moves that have made the roster a lot better than it, had, than it was last year. And there's no reason why they can't compete. So I'm satisfied if they don't make another move. I really right. am. And you got to look at, too, if their, their farm system isn't great, but... Um, Bullpen-wise, if they want to bring up the uh, Jaime Barea, again, he's like one of the, the one of the guys to look out for the season. He flew through the organization's minor leagues last year. Like he started um, in Class A. He started at 66ers when the season started, right. and he ended in Triple A. 
So, I mean, he's flying through the organization's minor league system. Uh, 21-year-old right-handed kid. Um, so I would not be surprised if he starts. He breaks camp in, in AAA. If someone goes down, you can bring him up. He can give you a spark. Or if you need, you know, does good in AAA, bring him up for more of a, a spot uh, relief role here and there. But there are players that the Angels have in their systems that, you know, might not be the top level prospect but can contribute at a good level to uh to the angels organization uh moving forward yeah for sure i look i you're not going to please everybody the 40 48 percent was it 40 percent yeah that said we're not done uh we shouldn't be done there they're not satisfied i don't know what else you would want the angels to do i mean it's it's not all the it's it's you can't go sign Mustakas now. Right. You can't go sign Hosmer because where are you going to put these guys? Like, you know, we can't go sign or trade for Clayton Kershaw. We can't go get these guys. You know what I mean? It's just not going to happen. You got to be realistic when you think about your team and the way it's put together. You know, you, you're, unless you're the New York Yankees, okay? And even then, the Yankees can't just go get whoever they want, although it seems like they always find a way to do that. But... You know, they, they can't go get Kershaw. They can't come and get Mike Trout like that. We can't either. Well, even you know, even now with the new CBA, and I know probably the more casual fan doesn't know. The threshold. Uh, the threshold is yeah. there, there's a lot there are a lot more strict rules than now about getting over the tax, uh, luxury tax than there was, um, uh, you know, a handful of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Back when the Yankees were going over, the Dodgers were going right. over, Boston was going over. The Dodgers, for as big a spender as they've been in the past, they are now under the threshold. Yeah, they, they had to be. Yeah, they had to. They had to. Yeah. Because, I mean, before, if you look at it this way, if you're over a threshold, all right, whatever, they give you kind of a slap on the wrist. Now it's like they're bringing out a, a paddle and giving you a whooping. Yeah. You're over. So a lot of teams are working hard to stay under. So I think that's reflected, too, in the free agency market. Teams are willing to spend all this money and be and bring them up right to that threshold to where now they can't make any other moves. So um, got to be patient. If somebody falls in your lap because they're mad at the the market and they want to sign a one year deal, then yeah, sign for a one year deal. Have them, and then if they want to go out next year and test the market, then let them come and test the market next year. And this, you get it for one year, right? And then you get it for a contract year. So now obviously they're going to be doing everything they can to to to, to um, bolster that that money they're going to try to make next year. So again, I have no issue with Angels not making a single move the rest of the year. I think they, yeah, I think everything else they need can come in house. Whether it's um, you know we. A backup in, or a backup outfielder we won't even need because they brought back uh, Eric Young. Yeah. So that's that can be he's probably gonna be the fourth outfielder. So you're right. down there. Um, if you want to be, uh, you know, cowered up to be the, the utility infield guy. Let's not forget you have Albuena and Crone there too. Yeah. Like. So I mean, there's players there, and yeah, probably the, the roster you see spring training probably won't be the roster you see at the end of the next season because of trades. Yeah. I, especially sure if they're in the hunt. Especially oh yeah. If they're in the hunt, There'll be moves be, made. Yeah. I mean, the Angels. Like we we touched on it. I mean, if the Angels need to get a starting pitcher, they're going to do it. If we're a game back, or you know, we we need to stay in front of the wild. Hey, look, I'm going to be realistic with you guys and say I don't know if we're going to be able to win the West with the team that the Houston Astros have. Right. Now, if, can we be competitive? Yeah, definitely can for sure. From, can it go from 21 games out to maybe 10 games? Yeah, out? yeah, definitely. Um, could the Angels surprise people and maybe win the division? Sure, anything can happen, but we got to be realistic and say okay. What does this team possibly, can this team possibly do? And I can definitely see them being in the postseason. They can definitely win the wild card position. Right. Um, I think that's the, that's the biggest thing. Right. Too, I mean, look at the freaking Houston Astros, for God's sake. They're even talking about bringing Garrett Cole. They got Verlander. They got Keiko on the top of that rotation. You saw the lineup that they have in the World Series. 
um, the Angels definitely built this team to compete. And they can definitely surprise people. I mean, the 2002 team was not a team that anyone expected to win anything that they did. Um, the Dodgers in 88 were definitely a team that wasn't expected to win anything in one. So there's teams that have surprised people in one. And this is what this team is probably looking to do. Let's, 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 I don't know if they'll really surprise people because they do have a really solid lineup. And, you know, it's going to boil down to pitching. Right. And if the pitching rotation can stay healthy and give you solid innings, there's no reason why this lineup the offense that this lineup should bring shouldn't win us any games. You know, it's just a matter of getting them out there, staying healthy and playing the game. And, you know, they're going to win games. I think the offense is going to keep us in a lot of games. Everyone's so worried about the pitching. But you forget to, to look at this lineup and say, man, these guys are probably going to be able to score a lot of runs. You know, when you have a guy like Luis Valbuena, who had 22 home runs last year on the bench, he's not even going to be in your starting lineup. You got a guy and, you know, Eric Young Jr., who is a solid old backup, um, you know, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Um, it's just a matter of being able to compete and, like you said, not be 20-something games out of first place. Right. You know, that's all you want to do. I want to be able to watch games in late September that are still games that I want to watch. You know, this year was better than last year. Last year, we were watching not well. 2017 is better than 2016 because 2016, we were, we were watching games in September that didn't, they really didn't matter. Yeah. You know, so in this year, they mattered. And you look to progress every year. And that's what the Angels, I believe, have tried to do. Um, you got to commend Billy, Billy Appler for making the moves that he did. And like you said, dude, the farm system looks, it's looking a lot better, man. Right. You know, you look and at the. They finally got two guys in the top 100 with uh, Adele, Kevin Maiton. Maiton and Adele. Yeah. Um, you know, they got two guys in the top 10, which I can't remember last time they had two guys. Right. Technically, I guess you can say they have three guys in the top 10 because of Tani, but everyone, nah, I mean, he's just considered a prospect because he hasn't played a game right, yet. Right. Right. With the upper team, so that's right. We got three now. Yeah, so we have three until opening day, and they take them off all those lists, or whatever. But right. yeah, kind of like we were saying, the Angels were five games at the end of last year. They're just about 500, 80 and eighty-two. So could you flip it around and have them win maybe um, 87, 80, 85 through eighty-nine? Would yeah, be nice. you know, get on a little hot streak, maybe win ninety. Yeah, right. sure. And if they do that, they'd be in the wild card. Right. So that's um, I, I don't think they're I don't think they're it would be unheard of for them to be a ten game difference between right. the last year and this year. And you gotta you gotta remember the teams that kinda were ahead of us. I mean, Minnesota made that second wild card. Can Minnesota are they better than we are now? I don't think they are. Right. I think we've made much more improvements to our team that have made us better. So I don't you know, you gotta look at the teams that that won ahead of us and you know, and the teams that are kinda kinda that could be in there, you know. And New York definitely I think will win their their division. Right. So now we got to worry about the Red Sox, you know. So that's something that you got you got to look at too. But we'll worry about that when that when we hit that road because that's that's a whole other thing we'll have to talk about on the podcast. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we start wrapping stuff up here? Uh, no, but again, uh, nothing stands out to me. But again, uh, we're on iTunes now. Go to iTunes, subscribe, um, and if you're already doing that, great. Thank you. Leave a review. Leave a, a comment. Leave something to. Let us know what we're doing, what you like, what you don't like. Um, helps us back with a lot with feed, uh, a lot of feedback. And let me plug our email address. So if you have questions or, or comments, or whatever, send an email anytime, whether it's the day before uh, podcast or if you have, if you listen to this and, and you think of something that we didn't touch on that you want to hear about, send us an email. It's uh, allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, that's probably the best way to reach us. Again, Halo Haven on Instagram, Halo underscore Haven on Twitter, Halo underscore Haven. 
um, plenty of ways to reach one of us. Right. If you have a question, comment, um, idea, what you think would work, you know, we're always open to ideas. Again, sure. we're doing this for the fans because there's, we both looked at it and saw there really wasn't a podcast or anything out there for yeah. fans to listen to. Yeah, there's your general MLB ones and, and stuff like that, but it wasn't a uh, strictly Angel Angels. baseball podcast. So what? We wanted to fill that void. And so as Angel fans, if you had any uh, uh, comments or anything like that you want to see, let us know. See if we can work it in. Yeah. And again, uh, emails allangelspodcast at gmail.com, halo underscore haven on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you know, if you have anything, hit us up. Leave a review on iTunes. Uh, spread the word. Yeah, and uh, we we're looking towards next year too, like improving. You know, the the show. You know, audio wise, visual wise. You know, uh, segment wise too. So that's always something that, like Dan said, if you got having a have a suggestion on a on a segment, let us know. Uh, one cool thing that. <clears throat> Well, you know, I've been working on something. Well, uh, myself and Chris Security Johnson uh, had an interview with superfan Tom Duino. Was it about a week ago or so? We had a, a, a interview with him. And, you know, at first we were talking about just making it a segment on this show. But when we got to talking to Tom and just we, – we had a whole day with Tom. We, I, I think we met up at here at Halo Haven at 12. I didn't leave till about 6, 7 o'clock that night. And just the stories that Tom had. Tom, if you don't know Tom Duino, he's one of the most, what would you call him, like uh, uh, masters of Angels memorabilia? I don't know. This dude had stories, and he used to work for the Angels at some point in his life. And uh, he has all these stories about players and interactions with guys and how he got some of this memorabilia. This, this guy's just knowledge was off the charts. So Chris and I sat here, interviewed him. And we we could have done it all. We could have been here longer, and and would have been we would have been okay with it. So when it ended up happening, we decided that we're just going to make a separate special edition of the All Angels podcast that will be I'm editing it, editing it right now, and I'm adding clips and whatnot, adding the 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 question, you know, just kind of splicing it all together, making it neater and nicer for you guys, and uh, that'll be downloaded onto iTunes probably on Monday. I'm hoping latest Tuesday but stay tuned for that and uh, I'll plug what we had in mind we, we're gonna give a giveaway on the show on through All Angels Podcast if you guys listen to the Tom Duino special edition All Angels Podcast we'll be giving out a I believe it's a one of three uh, yeah it's a one of three Mike Trout bobbleheads um, so if you listen to the Tom Duino All Angels Podcast uh, the question will be, and the first one to answer the question on allangelspodcast at gmail.com is, what is Tom Duino's holy grail item that he does not have that he wants to get a hold of? Okay, so the first person to answer that question at allangelspodcast at gmail.com will win the Mike Trout one of three bobblehead. Still in the box. It's never been opened. Uh, we will get that to you guys. So the first one to answer the question correctly will have this in their collection. And uh, but you gotta listen to the podcast. We'll drop it on Monday, and that's that. And you guys will have your, have yourself a bobblehead. Go for it. And plus, that podcast is off the charts, man. You had we had Chris Security Johnson, who himself has a Halo freaking Haven. 
And uh, Tom Duino was in here, and it was crazy. We, I mean, if you guys follow Halo Haven, I think you saw some of the posts that uh, Chris posted about some of the items that, that Tom brought over. It was insane. So great, great interview that we had with Tom. We'll drop that next week. But um, we're looking to have our next podcast in February. Um, yeah, February, and then the March <laughs> is spring training. Spring training. So it, it's, it's coming quick. It's coming quick. And then once spring tra- once the season starts, we'll go back to weekly podcasts. I think, you know, uh, having the monthly podcast during the offseason kind of, I mean, there's not much to talk about if we do this every week. These, yeah. these are everything we did not talk about yet. Otani, Kinsler, codes that all happened like three weeks ago. Right. And we're just talking about it now. And so. that all happened in a single week. So then the other weeks uh, after that, yeah. the Angels haven't done a whole lot. Not too much. I mean, they signed Rene Rivera to a minor league contract. Um, backup EY, catcher Eric EY Young signing, so signing but you know nothing huge uh, but yeah uh, we'll have our next podcast in February February we will kind of drop a link or let you guys know when that's going to happen and right. uh, oh you'll have the poll question ready right. that's so, probably the best way to tell yeah you'll know then when the podcast uh, poll question comes up so uh, once again thank you guys for listening like Dan said we appreciate you guys we do this for you guys um, just ready ready to move forward uh, to next season, just let's just get to spring training already. Yeah. I can't wait. Um, all right, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of the All Angels podcast live from Halo Haven headquarters. Big thanks to Chris Carrier Johnson for uh, hosting us here at Halo Haven headquarters, and a big shout out to everyone else who listens. I'm Johnny Mags. I'm Dale Garcia, and this has been the All Angels podcast for the month of January 2018. Happy New Year, everybody! training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.